Costs to originate keep rising, even with more technology in the industry. The problem is the core platform. A new LOS can re-architect the process around data, not humans moving paper files. Vesta has built this LOS, and you can learn more at Vesta.com. Pulled from the hottest topics coming across our news desk, I'm Victoria Jones, and this is Housing Wire Daily. Today's episode features an interview with Nationwide Senior Vice President and Chief Economist David Burson, where he reviews the latest home sales report from the U.S. Census Bureau and the U.S. Department of Housing and Urban Development and examines the current state of the housing market. But before we listen, here's a brief word from our sponsor. At Atlantic Bay Mortgage Group, we know your vision of success is unique to you. That's why your goals and our culture of support go hand in hand. We give you the tools and support you need to thrive and live your best life. Come home to Atlantic Bay. Visit joinatlanticbay.com to explore what's possible. Atlantic Bay Mortgage Group, NMLS number 72043, is an equal opportunity employer. Hello, Housing Wire listeners. Today, I am joined by Senior Vice President and Chief Economist for Nationwide Mutual, David Burson. Listeners, today, David will be speaking to us about the April Home Sales Report. So, David, thanks for joining us today. Victoria, my pleasure. Happy to be here. Absolutely. Well, before we dive in, David, can you tell our listeners a little bit about yourself? Well, I'm uh, the Chief Economist Nationwide, and uh, more interestingly for people in the housing market, I was the chief economist at Fannie Mae for 20 years, left just before the housing bubble. I am a good forecaster um, and then worked for the, uh, the PMI group, um, uh, you know, live in Columbus, but have my PhD from what they euphemistically call in Columbus, that school up north because they won't say the word Michigan. Great. Well, let's get started by discussing the latest home sales report. According to the U.S. Census Bureau and the Department of Housing and Urban Development, new home sales in April were at a seasonally adjusted annual rate of 863,000, which is roughly 5.9% lower than the revised March rate, but nearly double that of April's 2020 estimate of 582,000. So taking a closer look at this data, what does the new home sales volume tell us about the current state of the housing market? Well, the comparison with a year ago is is somewhat unfair because a year ago um, we were going into the COVID recession and the April, May numbers were just abysmal because we were being locked down. Nobody was going out to buy homes. Nobody was selling homes. Builders weren't building homes. Um, The number we got for April was a little disappointing in that it was down from March, but it's still a, a pretty strong number. If you look at the data over the last 10 years or so, April number was still pretty good, even if disappointing because it was down. So it tells us that the economy continues to recover from the COVID recession and particularly the housing market. As strong as we'd like, no, but still a good recovery. All right. Well, let's discuss home buyer demand as it has undoubtedly been prevalent in this year's housing market. And as I previously mentioned, home sales have nearly doubled from last year. But with rising lumber costs and lacking employment across the construction sector, I'd like to know what changes you believe need to occur in order for the housing market to catch up with home buyer demand. Well, home buyer demand is, is very strong. You know, mortgage rates are, are still near record lows. The job market is very good. Uh, incomes are up. Um, It's the supply side that is holding things back. Builders can't build homes quickly enough. And when they do, as you mentioned, uh, supply costs are up. House prices are higher than people would like. Uh, One positive 
on the supply side is existing home inventories are in much worse shape than new home inventories. There, we have data from the realtors that go back to the early 80s. There have never been fewer single family existing homes for sale than there are right now. And so that pushes people into the new home category. Still, we're seeing supply constraints, not demand constraints. If builders can build more homes, more affordable homes in particular, they will be sold. All right. Yeah. You touched on home prices and we're going to touch on that in just a few, but you know, we talked about costly building materials and home prices are impacting the market, but I'm curious on how you think they are also impacting home buyers. Do you think these factors are affecting potential home buyers approaching the housing market? You know, anytime house prices go up, it, it push, pushes some people out of the housing market. Um, you know, they have a budget, they can afford a certain amount uh, per month or a certain dollar amount per home. And when interest rates go up or house prices go up, they can afford either less house or they don't buy at all. So clearly the increase in construction costs that is pushing or helping to push new home prices higher is, is pushing some people also out of the market. So it's hurting demand uh, on the margin. Is it is it really hurting it a lot? Probably not because again, people can decide they're gonna buy a little smaller house or a house with somewhat fewer amenities, or a house in a different neighborhood that isn't quite as expensive. But it clearly is is cutting off some of the housing demand that we would see if home prices weren't going up so quickly because of the cost of construction. All right. Well, thank you for answering that. Um, speaking of home prices, you know, the U.S. Census Bureau and Department of Housing and Urban, Develop- and Urban Development reports the median sale price of new houses sold in April 2021 was $372,400, while the average sales price was $435,400. So, David, in your perspective, can we expect to see home prices continue to climb? And if so, when will they level off? Well, you know, as an economist, I would, of course, respond, the price of anything is supply and demand. So here we have a market in which demand is very strong and supply is limited. So it's natural that prices are going up, even though I think home builders are trying to respond to that by changing the mix of homes they build and having homes be a little less expensive. Still, lot prices are up a lot. And and so builders can't build a, a little house on an expensive lot. So there's a limit to what builders can do there. I think as long as demand continues to exceed supply, we will see house prices move up. Our expectation is that house prices this year uh, for both new and existing homes will be in double digits for the entire year because we simply won't get enough new supply this year to offset the rising demand. Okay, well, we're already halfway through this year and looking ahead at the summer and towards the latter half of the year, do you expect home sales to rise or fall? I know you kind of mentioned that earlier, but what else would you have to say about that? Well, of course, economists always look at seasonally adjusted things. And, and you know, the, the big market for housing is the spring and, and early part of the summer. So if you just look at the actual number of home sales, they always go down late in the summer and into the fall. So the actual number of home sales will probably go down but they do that every every late summer, every fall. So on a seasonally adjusted basis, uh, I think home sales will go up, although perhaps less than they would have if we could get a bigger supply response. Still, I think home sales will rise simply because the demand is there and builders will build as many as they can to meet that demand. A lot of great insight here today, David. Well, before we go, is there anything else that you'd like to add today or anything else you think our listeners should know? Uh, I'm often asked, particularly because I I worked at Fannie Mae, is this another housing bubble? 
you know, are, are we looking into the abyss again in another year or two where house prices collapse? And, and the answer I think is, is very much no. The things that are driving housing demand and house prices this time are very different than what we saw in the mid 2000s. We used to joke that the only thing you needed to get a mortgage back in 2006 and 2007 was to pass the mirror test. Well, the mirror test, put a mirror under your nose. If you're breathing, it fogs up. You're alive, you get a mortgage. Getting a mortgage today is, is much more difficult. Um, the mortgages people are getting are suitable for them and prices are going up, not because people are buying homes to flip, they're buying homes to live in and there's just simply enough of them there, aren't enough of them there. So this is very different than the housing boom and bust in the 2000s. House prices eventually will slow. Those gains can't go up with double digits forever, but we're not looking for declines, certainly not big declines as we saw in the 2008 to 2010 period. Okay, David, thank you so much again for your time today. We appreciate it. And thanks for joining us on Housing Wire Daily. Happy to be here, Victoria. Thank you. Now more than ever, the housing industry is looking to its leaders for answers. That's why each week, the Housing News Podcast invites a new mortgage, fintech, or real estate executive to the show to provide its listeners with more perspective on the announcements and news stories crossing Housing Wire's news desk. Hosted by Sarah Wheeler and produced by Alcina Lloyd, the Housing News Podcast is now available on iTunes, Spotify, Apple, Google Podcasts, and more. Thanks for listening to Housing Wire Daily. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button so you never miss an episode and we'll catch everyone back here again tomorrow.